0: Chapter Eight of Flash Evans, Camera News Hawk by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Mempillard. Chapter Eight. Distrust. Without reading further, Flash replaced the letter on the desk. Scarcely had he moved away when George Doyle stepped from the closed closet he glanced sharply at the young photographer but flash's face gave no indication that anything was wrong doyle removed the remaining garments from the bed then walking quickly to the desk he picked up the letter and thrust it into his pocket don't let me interrupt you if you're busy flash remarked i was only writing a letter to a pal i'll finish it another time the bellboy pocketed flash's tip and left the two together a constrained silence settled between them flash began to unpack his shirts and socks staying long in columbia doyle inquired after an awkward moment a day or two perhaps flash spoke shortly doyle glanced at him curiously aware of that for some reason he was offended for the next few minutes the technician made a special effort to be agreeable flash could not respond he felt that the man's sudden friendliness was only a pose doyle has no honor he thought instead of being loyal to joe he's scheming to install a friend in his job between them they'll arrange it so that joe never does get his place back again the telephone jingled doyle answered and learning that a telegram had arrived for him ordered it sent up it must be from the newsview company he remarked my boss is the only one who knows where to reach me the telegram was brought to the door doyle ripped open the envelope with feet propped on the foot of the bed he read it and chuckled it's from clues himself district manager of the newsview flash recalled that's right the auto race pictures turned out great when clues waste money on a congratulatory telegram, you know you've hit the bull's eye. Flash could not help, feeling elated, that his first work as a newsreel cameraman had been successful. He waited for Doyle to read the telegram aloud or offer it to him. Instead, the technician stuffed it into his pocket. "'I'm going to jog downstairs and get something to eat,' he said genially. "'Coming along?' "'No, thanks.' after doyle had gone flash flung himself on the bed relieved to be left alone he wanted to think although annoying it didn't really matter that doyle belittled his efforts and withheld praise what worried him was the letter he had read by accident should he warn wells that the technician was trying to transfer the newsview job to a friend and what could joe do about the matter nothing It would only serve to make him uneasy flash could see only one solution and that not to his liking still thinking the matter over he arose washed and scribbled a hasty letter to his mother deciding not to mail it in the hotel box he walked to the post office as a matter of routine he asked if any mail had arrived for him general delivery thumbing through a thick stack of mail the postmaster proffered a thin envelope bearing the name of the Brandell ledger as flash eagerly opened the letter a crisp new bill fluttered to the floor he picked it up and saw that it represented twenty dollars the letter was from city editor riley scattered phrases seized his eye your train wreck pictures scoop the east shots of the indianapolis races best we've run in years congratulations on the excellent work, accept this twenty dollars as a bonus and have a good time on your vacation. Flash pocketed the money and read the letter twice. At least Riley appreciated his work, even if George Doyle didn't. He was glad to know that all his pictures had turned out well, a big load had been lifted from his mind. Leaving the post office, Flash glanced at his watch two hours had elapsed since he had left the undeveloped camera films at mr d s photographic studio he wandered slowly about for a half hour longer and then dropped into the establishment your pictures are ready the photographer said offering him the packet however i'm afraid you'll not be very well pleased only two of the prints came out well i didn't expect much from them flash replied i hope you printed them all yes i did flash paid the bill and took the prints over to a window running rapidly through them he came to the picture which major hartgrove had requested there was nothing so very startling about it major hartgrove appeared as an unrecognizable shadowy figure with his face half turned away from the camera but as flash studied the scene carefully he distinguished the faint outline of another form a man slipping away into the darkness i wonder if that might not have been the person who ran when i called to him he reflected it might be the same man who struck major hartgrove and tried to rob him by this time flash no longer doubted that the army man had been the object of an attack what the mysterious assailant had been after he could not guess unless the major had carried valuable military plans or other documents upon his person Certainly, no ordinary thief had been responsible for the assault. I would think Povey might have had a hand in it. He mused, only Povey was killed in the wreck, so he's out to make certain no mistake had been made in the records. Flash decided to investigate further the following day while very unlikely, there was still a chance that Albert Povey's name had been listed by mistake. The major won't learn much from this picture, he thought, but it's no good to me i'll take it around tomorrow, just to keep him from breaking a blood vessel rapidly he glanced at the remaining prints the pictures taken at the auto races were only moderately good and without news value with a shrug he pocketed the envelope and returned to the hotel where he dined and went to bed early he did not hear doyle come in but when he awoke in the morning his roommate already was up and dressed the technician stood by the window looking over the prints which flash carelessly had left lying on the dresser these aren't such hot shots he commented observing that flash was awake just some of my bad ones i studied them to learn my mistakes ambitious aren't you doyle's lip curled in amusement this one of rascomb is the best of the lot flash rolled out of bed rascomb he questioned who's he peering over doyle's shoulder he saw that the man was gazing at an auto racing picture it was a shot of one of the drivers talking with a distinguished looking individual in street clothing that's rascomb identified doyle jabbing at the figure with his thumb you see him at most of the big sporting events never even heard of him but i thought there was something familiar about his face still i can't remember ever having seen him before the day of the races rascomb has plenty of dough doyle remarked anxiously swell car a plane of his own even his own private landing field he's a good polo player and has a hunting and fishing lodge up in the north woods the news lads always give him favorable publicity and he returns the favor with invitations to his lodge have you ever been there Flash inquired curiously. "'No, but the fellows who have gone tell me he's a wonderful host. Gives you everything.' Flash dressed leisurely. As he combed his hair, he saw through the mirror that Doyle was watching him with a peculiar, speculative expression. "'Any plans for this morning, Flash?' he inquired casually. "'None in particular. I thought I would go over to the hospital. Would you like to come along?' Doyle shook his head he seemed relieved by flash's answer no i'll be tied up all morning i want to check over my sound equipment and get ready to roll when my new assignment comes through tell joe hello for me flash ate breakfast and reached the hospital in time for the ten o'clock visiting hours the door of major hartgrove's room stood ajar but the bed was empty and attendants were stripping off the linen a nurse was passing in the hall flash stopped her and inquired where he would find the major you are too late she replied major hartgrove left the hospital early this morning flash went on to joe well's room he had made up his mind not to tell his friend of george doyle's treachery however when joe again urged him to take the newsreel job for at least a month he gave the matter rather serious consideration the only reason i might do it would be to protect you joe he replied, if I held the post until you were up and around again, no one could steal it from you. Oh, that wouldn't happen, his friend responded carelessly. I have a good stand-in with the Newsview people. Even so, you can't tell what will happen these days, hinted Flash. Then will you take the job if I can land it for you? I'll not promise yet, Joe. Tell you what I'll do. I'll wire Riley and see what he says i can't afford to jeopardize my own place on the ledger you know the matter was allowed to rest leaving the hospital before the visiting hours were over flash dispatched the telegram and then returned to the hotel as he passed through the lobby he was surprised to see george doyle sitting in a nearby chair his back turned he was talking earnestly with an alert-eyed gray-haired man of forty Instantly, it struck Flash that Doyle had wished to have him away from the hotel at the time of an anticipated interview. Impulsively, he crossed the room, intending to test out his theory by speaking to the technician. Doyle did not see him approach. As Flash paused just behind the upholstered chair, he arose and extended his hand to the man who faced him. "'I'm glad you like my work,' he said heartily, "'and I'm sorry about Evans.' He's given me to understand he wouldn't be interested in any proposition. End of chapter 8